As we close, the participants are moving and swaying to the song we have been singing for hours. Their tears have washed them clean, and their faces are shining. The room is lighter. The participants' bodies are giddy with joy. A wild alchemy of sorrow and joy played out once again, as it always has been, in the container of sacred ritual. And now we move around the circle and embrace one another, thankful for where we traveled and for the work we have done. It is time for cookies and fruit, for water and rest. For the time being, we are released from the weight of grief. But we know full well that tomorrow, when we return to our daily lives, we will begin to gather more. That is the way of things. Knowing, however, that we will come together again in a year, or perhaps sooner, as the need arises, reassures the psyche that we will not have to carry this burden alone for long. When we gather on weekends to work with grief, we often begin by saying that we are entering into a sudden village. These rituals frequently bring together people from great distances. And yet slowly, over the time we share, the feeling of being in a village takes on a shape that is more than a longing. It becomes something tangible. These gatherings offer some of the constituent elements of a living community. The space is created for deep listening, respectful attention, and a container strong enough to receive our most painful and sorrowful revelations. In a very real way, we are able to generate a vessel capable of holding our joined heart suffering. This space enables all of us to risk sharing the wild edge of sorrow. In Bouncing Back, psychotherapist and neuroscience expert Linda Graham reveals how bonding and belonging nourish resilience. She relates how our sense of connection affects our ability to regulate our internal states during crisis and stress. She writes, The process of being seen, understood, and accepted by an attuned, empathetic other engenders a sense of genuine self-acceptance, a feeling that we are profoundly okay. We feel safe enough, strong enough, sure enough to venture courageously into the world and develop the competencies we need to deal with life's challenges. A sense of belonging offers us much-needed medicine in these times, which are marked by feelings of anonymity and isolation. In fact, belonging protects the heart from much of life's unavoidable challenges. One amazing example of this truth on a communal level comes from a longitudinal study of the town of Rosetto, Pennsylvania, an Italian-American mining community. Researchers were curious why the rate of heart disease in this town was markedly lower than it was in the surrounding communities. They studied smoking rates, exercise patterns, dietary practices, the availability of medical services, and genetic factors, all to no avail. None of these could account for the difference. The study examined death certificates between 1935 and 1985. For the first 30 years, there was a marked difference between Rosetto and the surrounding communities. In the 1960s, however, 
as cultural ferment swept the country. Long-established patterns within the small community also began to change. Rather than living in multi-generational homes, where sharing life and meals, rituals and traditions was the norm, people opted for single-family dwellings on the outskirts of town, and the young men and women left to find excitement in the bigger cities. As the bonds of connection frayed, so too did the protective effects for the heart. Disease rates rose and actually became higher than those of neighboring communities. The only thing that originally protected these people from heart disease was belonging. Now referred to as the Rosetto Effect, we begin to understand the phrase broken-hearted more thoroughly. Linda Graham relates how the hormone oxytocin, often called the...